Our weekly, sometimes, <laughs> pop culture podcast By me, Millie Cotton <laughs> And me, Sophie Milner How are you, Soph? I can't remember Oh no, we did the live one We did the live one We did the live one Which didn't really work No, but it was it was still fun to, It was really fun to do it Because yeah. we got a lot of like fun, nice comments And it was just nice to do something quite interactive, actually It was, So maybe we should try and do that again in the future but do like a setup like this or something or i don't know we'll see it's we quite shall. scary but um yeah so um i'm good i'm really really good um actually i wasn't i had a bit of a crap day today i was really you don't have those days and everyone has really off, days, off. and i think I, it was a couple of things just annoyed me like really small things people like writing like silly comments on my youtube video which weren't offensive even slightly but you know when it gets in your nerves and you're like oh so I was oh. watching a YouTube video of Lizzie shot from the street mm. earlier because um, Georgia, you know Georgia, don't you? Yeah. So Georgia had been like, um, I feel bad for Lizzie because she seems to have got some really like unfair comments on her YouTube and I was reading them and my God, she's just moved into a new flat. She's bought some new stuff for her new flat and everyone has an opinion. But it's not even like they have an opinion, it's kind of like... I hate the lamps that you've bought. It'd be better if you do this. It's like, fucking oh, hell, God. Shot, just keep it to yourself. You know what? Everyone, I feel like everyone's so keen to share an opinion these days. Oh, like, really needlessly. Like, the thing which really gets me is when people write really pointless comments like that. Like, oh, you seem like a really sweet girl, but, um, like, your right tooth on, you know, the third one in is ever so slightly, like, chipped. And it's like, okay, fucking great, well done. Or like, oh, like, it's really weird how, like, you know, you're so, you're really pretty, but it's really weird how your eyelashes only start, like, you know, like, about three centimetres into your eye. And I'm like, you know when people make weird observations or people things that are I don't even know what that means. Yeah, like, basically, like, before eyelash extensions, like, my eyelashes kind of, like, went up a bit like that. But I didn't yeah. even realise that was a thing. I didn't realise no, it was I an like, issue. Just, but people... Yeah, who thinks of these things, honestly? I know, I know. The teeth are looking very good. Thanks. Eye um, braces. Good, but I, that one, because obviously, I, br- I broke the top bracket of my front top tooth. It's yeah. still not completely. It's still not completely straight. It's still kind of being aligned. But they said I might have them off before Christmas. Which oh, is that's so exciting! <gasps> How long will it have been? Like six months, and that's it. Oh my god, it's flown by. Yeah, I don't think. I think they'll take the bottom one off um, before Christmas. But I don't think they'll take the top one off because since I broke it, the progress has been very, very slow to try and get it back. So and have they yeah. not put it back on? They or they have. It's but they've been. You can only put with the incognito braces, the lingual mm-hmm. ones. You can only put the bracket back on in a slightly different place to before. Okay. And I don't think he tightened it enough last the time before last, and he tightened it loads last time. My teeth were. So so painful I couldn't really eat for a couple of days everything yeah. had to be mush um, um, but yeah and that so hopefully I'll get them off before Christmas but no things um, things we good I've been doing Sober October which I'll go into a little bit more later but. yeah so I think this is I think no let's talk about it now okay it's, cool it's interesting I was thinking about it and then I was like no but I'm doing that thing I want to drink and I want to do and I'm yeah I'm going to do that thing yeah. I want to drink and yeah. I have never done it See, as a complete absolute disclaimer, I am being paid by Appletizer, who are the official sponsors (laughs) of 
so go sober for October. Yeah. Um, in, I'm doing a couple of Instagram posts, but actually, in the first, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Mm. And like, obviously, the um, it's you raise money for Macmillan Cancer Support, which are an amazing. I need charity. to sponsor you. Actually, I haven't yeah. done that. Where can we sponsor you? If it's, we want to sponsor um, you? go sober. I'll find the link, but it's go sober. We'll UK, put the link, link in the show notes. Forward slash Sophie Milner two. There's another Sophie Milner that hmm. comes before me. I am the second, but yeah, basically, I have I set a target of two hundred pounds and I have already hit it. Yay! But that's because my personal trainer. I owned him. Owed him two hundred and fifty for some classes. Yeah. And he voice noted me and was like, "So, like, don't like you know take the two take ninety pounds out of the two hundred fifty you owe me that's... and put it towards your go sober October." That's so kind. He was like, "I'm really fed up with you showing up." to my classes hungover <laughs> and he's like I'm fed up with seeing you drinking all the time you'll get on a lot better if you don't drink so I was like oh okay thanks so yeah. that was really nice of him that's um, so lovely yeah so no I'm, I'm really glad to be doing it although I've I was a bit nervous because obviously I've got some things going on this month where I'm going yeah. to house parties where I mean that's not going to be any fun at all like no but I think it will do because what I've realised is not actually being someone who's ever sober but from observing <laughs> people who are sober is that once everyone gets to like a level everyone forgets whether you are or you aren't drinking and then you kind of can just behave on a similar level if that's how you want to behave I don't know it's, or you just like integrate yourself in I know but I hate drunk people when I'm sober <laughs> I get I'm really one of these people that if I if I go out and I'm not drunk enough I go home because I'm like I'm tired I'm hungry all I want is my bed oh my mm. god I'd much rather be at home watching Netflix right now so I find drunk people really hard to deal with yeah but also I definitely I've realized that alcohol for me has become like such like a social lubricant no I think like, it is for so yeah. many people and, it's, it's not just you yeah no does. and I didn't realize how bad it was until this month and I really thought about the things that I'm going to do I was like obviously I'm going to go to a house party so I, and I don't really know many people going so yeah. I'm going to have to be really sociable and that can be quite fucking exhausting mm. when you're drunk also I get I, I didn't I guess I've used alcohol since being able to drink and go out in social situations it does make me way more confident and yeah. I forgot how shy I used to be when I was younger and how I used to get so nervous and anxious before going to parties when I was yeah. about 12, 13. Do you not get that now before you're pissed and you go somewhere? Yeah, but then yeah. I drink really fast and I get drunk <laughs> really, really quickly. It's really bad. And like, I went on a date sober last night as well. How was it? It was really good. Yeah, like, see, but it, was a, it was a third date with the guy, so I already, I had already seen him drunk, but it was really super easy. So, but I think if it was like a, a first date, I would have found that a bit more challenging I would have felt more nerve wracked by it but a lot of people do coffee dates and they do yeah. that sober but I feel yeah, exactly. I don't know I get nervous so I feel like I have to drink to make myself no I get what you confident. mean with alcohol I don't think it necessarily makes me more confident it makes me more at ease like I feel like day to day I'm quite I don't want to say uptight because I'm not uptight no. that's not the right word but kind of I don't know like I will always be thinking about other stuff and mm. it sort of makes me forget that other stuff and that's how I use alcohol yeah. as a, a relaxer yeah it is a re like I really yeah. find it very yeah. relaxing yeah absolutely no you know what I like the same same here really I think it does it make you know you've kind of made me think I'm not sure if it does make me more confident but I think it if actually it just re releases like the tension that I have or the worries that I have mm. around myself in social situations yeah 
making me care less. It doesn't yeah. necessarily make me more confident, it makes me care less. Perhaps those two are more linked than I would usually think, but um, but yeah. You're so welcome for the therapy session once again. I know, I know. <laughs> no, so I get to a point though as well where I I have this perfect level of alcohol and if I go over it, over it, sometimes I then become paranoid about the amount of drunk that I am or like how I'm behaving. So oh. it can really go either way as well. Yeah, like... I hate, it is embarrassing, because I think there's nothing worse than getting that drunk, that actually you don't remember what you're doing, and the next day you wake Mm. up, and you're in bed, and you think, what the fuck did I do last night? Yeah. It is the worst feeling ever, ever. Definitely And it's like people putting things on your group chat, and sending photos, and sending videos, and you have to then look on your Instagram stories, and be like, oh god, delete, delete, delete. Have you become a lot more conservative with your Instagram stories, because I definitely have over the past I don't know maybe year and a half or something I used to post things when I was out drunk all the time I still do sometimes and then I'm like oh shit that's not like no one really finds that funny but me and my (laughs) friends like that's something that I would put on snapchat so I've kind of I mean obviously I always forget do you still have a snapchat no No. but I I don't don't have it but if I did that's why I'd put it on but that's why I have my I have that other Instagram account that I set up which I will just make sure I switch onto that one so if I'm doing any drunk Instagram stories (laughs) that is only going out to a following of like 2,000 people so it's fine but oh my god honestly it is bad because it's just you forget and you just think when you're in the moment you think everything's really funny you're like okay I can just post this and everyone's going to be in the moment with me and it's just really it's just you screaming along to Kelly Clarkson in the karaoke room and having a a great time and yeah thinking that everyone else would find it hilarious I did something similar this week I went to Cyprus with Cal for five days and I didn't actually share any of the holiday until the last day because I was trying to take some time off and I kind of did in the way of not creating content. Yeah. I didn't create any content while I was out there, which I would usually like, you know, get him to do bikini shots or like all that sort of shit. And I was just like, do you know, what? I just can't be asked. And he was so happy <laughs> not to do oh, it. Did course. it make you feel better or did you feel a little bit like, oh, that would be a good opportunity? Am I missing it? Rah, 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 that kind so, of thing. So, yeah, weirdly, it, it's strange how much I think our brains are switched on to doing that kind of mm-hmm, thing. Like mm-hmm. every corner could potentially be a content opportunity and that's hard to switch off I think it took like a few days yeah um and then by the end like yeah by the time I was used to it the holiday was over but I did still have that thing where I was uploading posts to Instagram and they were all sponsored content and to be fair it's my own fault because I did too much sponsored content like back to back but I was like getting stressed by engagement and yeah, you know, standard shit. Yeah. So it was time off, but it kind of wasn't time off. Yeah, but that's, there's no, I don't think unless you're really brave enough to really take a big step away mm. from it's your job, essentially. Yeah, but it's not really fair though, is it? Because if you have a nine to five, generally you can walk away from your office yeah. and leave it there. Yeah, we don't we that. don't have that option. We we can, but obviously you're gonna suffer the consequences of losing yeah. followers, losing engagement and then losing not, jobs yeah. also. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll have emails and they yeah, they basically say if you don't get back to me by the end of the day, we're gonna pass it on to someone else. You have anyway. had you've had loads of shit on. Yeah, I've done like loads of DJing in the past month, which has been amazing and like campaign shoots with brands rather than for brands, which mm-hmm. I think is like an extra level of stress. But yeah, I'm being away so much. Yeah. Which again is like amazing and so grateful, but 
it's been quite hard work. Yeah, you needed that time off. If I was if I was to go away and really switch off, I was like, oh, maybe I can get somebody else to post all my things for me. How difficult is it to, here's this picture, here's the tag yeah. captions, here's the tagged accounts, here's the hashtags. I will pay you some money, do it. But then if they <laughs> fuck up, if yeah. they fuck up, like I, I hate getting angry at people. I would hate to be like, you fucked up. And I couldn't, yeah. I feel really bad about it. So. I'm just such a control freak. Yeah, I think, but that's the thing. I think when you do something like this, it, you, you are, and your job is your image and your person and yourself. Mm. So you, you are like extra. Also, I just reply to emails, you know, in a timely fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, you know what I don't. I'm really bad with it now. Yeah, but, but if you're no, if you're booking a job, like you don't take three days to reply, no, surely. No. Unless then, I don't really want it. But then that's the thing, exactly. Yeah. You when you really it's a fucking big job. That, you're exactly. not gonna So you don't sort of yeah anyway. <laughs> so you had a holiday. <laughs> Real chilled about it. I don't, I don't mind. It's oh, fine. Oh my god. It's so fine. Um what else has happened? What else has been going on in, like, the world while we've been away slash not been recording? Oh, can we talk really quickly about um, R.I.P. Celine? Oh, no. Oh, Oh, I can't. It was awful. It was so bad. It was um, absolutely awful. um, Hedy did an interview. They... Fuck, I can't remember what it was on. Um, and they they gave a preview of five minutes of the interview and they're going to publish the whole of it. Mm. And... We'll work out what that is and also put it in the notes. <laughs> yeah, basically, in it, he just kind of really, you know, the, obviously he was responding to all the criticism of it. Yeah. And he just responded in such like a kind of way. Like, it was just like, you know, when almost like how a politician never answers a proper question. Yeah. It was like that. It was just the most ridiculous thing. So. That'll be interesting to watch. Yes. The show itself was catastrophic. Yes. Also, it was just this massive fucking performance of. I mean, after shite, but also it didn't feel like a, it was too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like a, hi, I'm here, this is what I'm doing, you can fuck off if you don't like it. Exactly, it and almost felt like it was actually it. exactly what he was saying. So it was it was just such a shame. I feel like Celine, uh, like, I know when the like, previous creative director came in there, they changed up a lot, but still, it's you. What the, you can't take one aesthetic from one company, one massive fashion house, and completely move it to another. No, like, it it could have been Saint Laurent. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my! Did, did you see Diet Prada's? Um, yeah. And it was just comparing them, and I was like, oh god. Was, yeah. That but, was so good. The show itself. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's yeah. just destroyed Celine. Celine is a brand, or was a brand for women who almost wanted to protect themselves with their clothing mm-hmm. you know it's like boyish shapes and there's and elegance to it like a kind of yeah. elegance and like real almost like rich nonchalance to it without exactly. coming across as like you know opulent or gaudy or like expensive and yeah i mean nothing that we'd probably ever buy because it's a brand name on it no <laughs> hey i've got the song sunglasses but they have the name on the side <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, and it's just it was also the the models it was his typical pick of size double zero. I mean less than thin, that. Absolutely yeah. way like, less than like, that. Like you know, worryingly thin. Like heroin models. chic of the nineties. Yeah, it is. It I'm was so and I even, mean, even the male models and white. They yeah. were so 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 insanely white as well it was it's it's just yeah but i don't know how it works because i was looking at i don't know how i got down into this instagram hole but i know that shows get casted by specific agencies Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily 
I don't think the brand director or creative director choosing. who's choosing but then I also don't know because they must be given a brief of yeah, some sort, yeah, yeah. and then the models also, must be run past them yeah so. surely they must be like no like oh, oh or if the, the agency is picking these people it, they're going to be like right okay we're not going to work with them again we need yeah. to work with that agency that worked with that brand yeah. because they picked a really amazing diverse well no because I was models. looking at the agency who cast mm. the Celine show and they cast other shows throughout the fashion month and yeah like that was the least diverse one that they cast. Oh, basically. they must have just picked it and be like, "We better send him these girls because this is what he likes." But it's just so such a far cry from what Celine was. was. But yeah, so I feel bad for Phoebe. I know. I mean, you create something incredible and it gets ruined with yeah. it. Also, that show was twenty minutes long. <sighs> it was so long. I tried to watch it and I got bored yeah. after about like four minutes so and gave long. up. So long. So. Well, that's fashion. That's that's the major news from fashion world. I yeah, feel. I think so. And I, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Fashion week that really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Paris during Paris Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Do you is... know what? I will be honest. Mm-hmm. This year, I felt like, considering all the past fashion seasons, I've been a bit like, meh, can't be bothered, can't be bothered. This year, I felt like there was a bit more of a revival for all of them, a little bit, especially more over on the Europe side. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? It's because a lot of people I know were taken there by brands and companies or mm. decided to go. Because there was so much like going on yeah. as an events wise. Yeah, and actually, for the first time in a couple years, I got Fashion Week FOMO, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck! Why am I doing? Why am I not doing more?" And oh, I wish I was here. And maybe if I'd put more effort in, I would could have done that. And it's really weird. Yeah, that's like, the thing. We all, I feel like we always have this conversation every Fashion Week where we don't apply for tickets and then we like kick ourselves mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. not applying for tickets mm-hmm. and yeah specifically this season like I didn't really get any good party invites and that's kind of a first like last season it was dwindling this season was like nope <laughs> and I felt very uncool and oh, like God. very I don't know it's like I know I've been doing it for a long time and I'm old and unimportant now because I don't write for magazines but also sad so sad. Yeah. I mean, I never get invited to any of the parties, so Yeah, but fine. I used to get invited to the parties, and I think that's what makes it worse. It, oh, I've yeah. never been invited to the parties. I don't think I would almost care as much as, like, oh, you yeah, have been, the, and then you don't get it's like invited a bit of a, anymore. It's like a rejection in a way. Yeah, yeah. that's how it feels. Yeah. And I feel, yeah, very uncool, oh, but... God. It's well, fine. Like uh, the followers are real on a Friday night. We're in a Friday night. It's um I am going out. You are oh, I am. Yes. what are you doing tonight? Just going for drinks. Nothing oh. exciting. Oh, alcohol, I miss you. <laughs> it's uh, been what, five days? Yes. But it was like <laughs> literally last night at dinner the guy was ordered wine and I was just like, Can I smell it? It smells so good. I really wanted it. But I couldn't no, I was good. to go. I had pineapple juice with my steak. Wow. I know. Where did you go for steak? Um, we went to Tooting Market. There's a little French place in there, which Aww. is really, really cute. That so I went lovely. There. I was in Tooting yesterday. Toot toot. Yeah. Mm. It's quite, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like up and coming. Yeah. Um, topic for today. What should we talk about? Well. <laughs> I'm That's a long old word. <laughs> So, there's a new campaign which has actually been launched by Ella Wan. 
I think that is the name of it. And that is what, like, a brand of the morning after pill. Mm -hmm. And it's to actually get rid of the stigma around going to get the morning after pill. Now, do you mind me asking if you've had it and how many times? I couldn't tell you how many times. That's probably... It's not funny. That illustrates how irresponsible I was with contraception when I was younger. But also... After I was sick, I was told... I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I feel like I have done to you, and if not, on the podcast, that it was quite unlikely that I'd be able to have kids. Yeah. So, because I had polycystic ovaries, and I basically got told that if I wanted to have kids, then I should try and do it sooner rather than Mm -hmm. later. And I was, I think, 17 when I got told that, or 18. Um, That's not what you want to be told when you're 17 or 18. No, or yeah, I can't really remember. But anyway, so my... I, I don't know... I put on lots of weight, obviously, after being sick, and then my periods eventually went back to normal, and I still had this thing in my head Mm -hmm. that I was never going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I was obviously, I spent a lot of time being upset about it, Mm -hmm. and then sort of not got over it, but was also young and not in the right place to be thinking about children anyway. Absolutely not. So I was having a lot of unprotected sex. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know why, but for me, the threat of an STI was never enough to make me use proper contraception. Um, Now I have a coil, so it's like very unnecessary to obviously go get the morning after pill. Um, And Cal and I both got STI checks before we like, when we started properly being together. Yeah. (laughs) So firstly... Uh, yes, I did get pregnant, obviously, that we know. Yeah. Um, and, but that took a long time. It took years. And the morning after pill, I got it loads of times. Yeah. But not every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I've got it, I definitely had it a handful of times. And I, don't, I went through a situation where I didn't have a lot of, when I was living in London, I first moved here, I was doing my master's, and there was a couple of situations where I had been a bit silly, and I was like, I should really go and get the morning after pill. And I wasn't on... I was either really shitty with my pill... I was on the pill at the time. And I was really shitty with taking it. Mm. Um, and I was. I could be quite forgetful. And I thought, oh, I should go get the morning after pill. But I was like... It was actually fucking expensive. It was like... I lied about my like, age for yeah. such a long time. Because I look quite young, don't yeah. I? Well, yeah, not yeah. that you don't look like, young. but And I was just very aware of that they don't actually ask you for any details. Well, they ask you for details. But you can make those details up. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember going to the Boots in Clapham one time and being like, oh, um, do you have to pay for the morning after pill? And the guy was like, oh, uh, no, 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 come here. And you have to go through that whole process and everything. And then they filled in the date of birth for me, but I didn't realise that was what they did Mm. until I think it was maybe six to nine months later and I went back and I I was you know said to the lady I was like oh you know you don't have to pay for the morning after pill, pill do you because yeah. obviously I hadn't paid last time she was yeah. like oh yeah you do it's 29.99 and I was like what I can't remember the ages is it, it was, up until 21 where you don't have to I feel pay like for it? I feel like it's less than that maybe I feel like it actually might be a little bit less than that now maybe let's find out um but yeah it's Either way, I remember being... Uh, maybe it is 21. I feel like it could be. But either way, I was really, really, really pissed off because I was... Uh, and I purposely was just sort of like stormed out. I was like, I'm not, pay- I'm not paying that. Yeah. Because like, I just felt like it was it's so expensive. You think about how cheap it is in France and places like that. And I know they're beginning to lower the cost of it over here in the UK. But And they're saying like, oh, you know, we, we have the price there for a reason. We don't want people using it as like a contraceptive... What? 
Why are you gasp, gasping? Under the age of 17. I thought it might have been, yeah. I haven't been pretending to be six, surely not. No, oh I, my think, God. I think I think they will let you off. I remember one time I had it, the guy said to me, he was just like, oh, and you're, you're, he was like, tell me your age. And he was like, are you definitely sure you're not younger than that? And then I was like, I am definitely sure. And he was like, okay, I don't think you get what I'm saying, but I'm going to put it down that you're a bit younger. So I must have literally been pretending that I was 16 until I was about yeah. 24. Yeah, and it's, wow. I think I just think it's ridiculous. So if you think about the ways that you can get the morning after pill for free, you can go to your doctor, but then you've got to do the thing where you call up ATM, try and get an appointment. And that's almost if, impossible. Yeah. And I don't have a doctor in London. Yeah, My doctor's yeah, yeah. still back home in Kent, which I need to switch. Yeah. I've been saying I would switch for years, but yeah. Yeah, and a lot of places that do are, um, they're like actual sexual health clinics and things. There's a lot of lack of information I've about I've done it that online. also to get one, and when I must have started feeling bad about like yeah. my age. Yeah. Because I remember, and I used to, so I went to one and I had to wait for, I think, like three or four hours. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to wait to see a doctor. Yeah. It's like a walking... Yeah. yeah, 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 and you like you know sometimes you take a ticket, like you're at yeah. like a counter to buy some meat or something, and then you wait, and it's just it's it's it is ridiculous. Like it's a very 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 difficult process, and then of course comes the fucking awkward interview process. Like it is, there is so much shame attached to it. Like I remember it's the way that people see it and the way that they ask you those really intensive questions yeah. when you're having it done. And I remember I wrote a blog post about this and I, I wrote, like, it was a good couple of years ago and, like, how the awkwardness of having to go and get it and whether you should pay or the guy should pay or yeah. whether they should offer to split it and if a guy would ever think to offer to split the cost of it. Yeah. I asked a few guys and most of them were like, oh, no, I wouldn't even think, like... Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, I know. It is awkward. They sit there and they ask you, they're like, oh, you know, who who is this person? Mm. Like, you know, and then you're there and they'll be like, oh, fuck Did the condom split and then you almost feel, like, stupid for being like, no, we didn't use yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Or... or I always say, they're like, oh, like, you know, did you use protection and yeah. did it break? And I was like, yep, it's it's my boyfriend. We've been together for no, a I couple used to of months. Yeah, yeah, I used to time. lie all the time yeah. about it because I felt so bad yeah. about and sleeping with like I know people I know. who I wasn't in a relationship I know with. and I felt so bad yeah I felt so, it, ma- it made you feel really like shameful and it's just shit that guys don't have to go through and I remember when I wrote the blog post about it it picked up a bit of like traction from a few people and one person was a pharmacy someone worked at someone worked in something he was a pharmacist I think yeah and he was like oh you've got to ask all these questions because otherwise you might give them the morning after pill and it might disagree with them but I was like they are not really medical related it's not things yeah. about your like like you know your actual medical conditions and things that's like really that's because they ask you so much stuff about like your last period and then yeah, there's so much stuff. Yeah. And they take your blood pressure, which is obviously that is a medical Yeah, the medical things. Like, yeah, and I was really annoyed that this guy came back to me and said that because I was like, you're missing the whole point. Whereas someone else who worked within like the pharmacy, I think he was a lecturer for pharmacy at some university up north was like I'm gonna put this on my recommended reading list for people um on my course to take because he was like I think it's really important for them learning to be pharmacists to understand what the person is going through and to not make them feel any worse than they might already feel Mm. and to kind of remove this shame and I was like that's really good but you only have to do the questionnaire if you're not paying for it if you're paying for it you don't have to do the questionnaire yes that's so so true that's so true oh thank god you know when you oh my god also another time so this is going back to the shame thing with my my, so my friend she had unprotected sex and she Mm. was so freaked out about having to go and get the morning after pill she was so embarrassed and so ashamed 
she made me go and get it for her and pretend like I was having it and he tried to make me take it in front of her. I've also had a friend who went and got one for me before because I was too hungover to go and get one. <laughs> hungover, I'm so Paris, sorry. I know my mum like, listens to this and I'm just like, mum, I'm oh so God. sorry that you have it's to listen friend. to this. It's a good friend. But, but yeah, But it is, friend. it's really sad that that's, it's, that it's seen as that kind of thing. It's like, at the end of the day, you're still being responsible by going out and getting it. You are, I mean, you're not being as responsible as you could be mm. unless something does go wrong contraception-wise. But, yeah, you're still being responsible, aren't you? Like, you're yeah. still taking action on your actions. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think, you know, it's got to be said, like, everyone... I feel like, I feel like people are so flimsy when it comes to using condoms these days. Wouldn't know because I feel like every, <laughs> I've been out of the game for a while. Yeah, I feel like every I feel like it's out of all the people that I've slept with in the past year, which actually realistically isn't very many. I have had to. I have been the only only one person use a condom without me saying, "Have you got a condom? Yeah. Shall we use a condom?" And it's mad, isn't it? I just don't. It's, yeah. And it's like, and I men have such a lack of responsibility still for their own sperm. I know. Did you see that incredible thread on Twitter, which was? Oh, do you know what? I'm actually not going to go into it because I can't remember enough. I really love what you just oh said God, or something about having such... a lack of, irris- like, lack of responsibility so no, sperm. But men do have <laughs> such a lack of responsibility for their sperm. Like, they just don't give a shit. They, like, deposit it and don't care. Yeah. Oh, God. And then they turn around and they'll say things. I remember going on a date with a guy mm. ages ago. I never saw him again. And he said that if a, he got a girl pregnant and she turned around and said that she was pregnant, he, he was like, I would move to the other end of the world to just get the fuck away from her. And I was like, that's insane. I was like, you are evil. I'm finishing my drink. And I was like, like, even if you wouldn't do that, which I don't think you would, the fact that you're saying that and think it's funny when I was like, it literally takes two to fucking tango and make a baby. It is annoying. I feel like... Well, that's the thing. Like, so there was this thread on Twitter and I will probably try and find it because it was a moment and it was incredible. And I can't remember who wrote it and I can't remember what it was about. But all I know was it was about responsibility and men, and their sperm, and how basically a woman cannot get pregnant without a man. Mm -hmm. And women, you know, they can orgasm without men, Mm -hmm. and orgasm without sperm, and basically it all comes down to men and their actions. Something like that. But in a lot more detail and a lot better. But yeah, it was really good, and I'll link it in down below. It is. Like, I don't want to come across like I hate men or anything because I really don't. But No, I don't, but just... I do think that they need to be educated a bit better. And also, if, I, if, it, if obviously it was something happening to their bodies, it would be a completely different thing. They'd be fucking putting... If they were the one who were going to get pregnant, they'd be putting yeah. condoms on all the time. Well, exactly. Also, so you know that the male pill um, yes. trial was cancelled because of the <laughs> side effects. And it's like there are all the same side effects for the female pill, yet we're still expected to take it. I know, I know. It's, I hate how it's something which... The, it, the responsibility ultimately is falls on us because it is our body which will be massively affected by it but then when it comes to things like pregnancy and then like the choosing to get an abortion Mm. they want to then remove people want to remove your rights on getting an abortion exactly when it's like like the the lack of agency people want to take away like from a woman's body oh my god basically our bodies are not our own to do what we want with them i know i feel like it's going to turn into handmaid's tail or something could you even imagine oh god but anyway if you need to get the morning after pill 
go and get it and don't be ashamed of it. There's nothing to be ashamed of, no matter how old the guy behind the counter is or the woman behind the counter is who's giving you shady looks because that's happened to me so oh my God, many times. Absolutely. Like, uh, getting it, pregnant is not worth not dealing with those looks for. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. And I think anyone, I think, I think a bit more compassion from people who work in this kind of industry mm. and stuff would be appreciated. I, I always remember the guy who did lie on my form to get me the morning after pill for free. And yeah, she was like, very. He was he was really nice. Yeah. He was a really nice guy, and it made me feel a lot less uncomfortable about the whole situation. And he was. I'm sorry, I have to ask you these questions. Yeah, it's just you know I have to do it. And I was like, <laughs> there was a guy who was really hot in our university, and he was in the year above us, mm. and he was working in a pharmacy. And she had to avoid going to that one because she was like, I can't go there anymore and get the morning after pill off him any more times. I've done it too many times. He's gonna think I'm a slut, and I was like, "Yeah, lol." Oh god, but like, no. Okay, I was like, "You're not a slut, babe. It's fine." I think we should also mention that the morning after pill is obviously not a replacement for contraception. No, 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 no. Because I'm obviously th- I'm throwing it around like it's funny. It's not funny. Oh, god. I probably it's got so many hormones in it, and to put that amount of concentrated hormones in your body often, yeah. It apparently doesn't like affect your fertility, but also I imagine it's not going to be good for your moods. And no, stuff. no, no. And if you think, I mean, like, if you think how the pill, I mean, I don't, I'm not on the pill because I, it made me in crazy and yeah. I don't want to feel yeah. that way. So that kind of thing, you know, you need to look at if it's something that keeps happening, you need to look into different forms of contraception, um, which will work for you. I will always represent the copper coil. And basically, don't listen to our past examples. If you do not know the person, use a condom. Condom! Don't get an STI. Condom! Don't get pregnant. Also, you can get free STI kits on the internet. They're really good. (laughs) I love telling people about these. I think they're great. (gasps) So you don't have to go and do the whole awkward thing when you go and sit in queue for hours to get your vagina swabbed. Oh, nice. Nice. Do it in the comfort of your own home Mm. and put it in a sealed packet and put it in your post box. It's great. (laughs) That's not a metaphor either. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, use condoms. Yes. Okay, good. Wonderful. I think that's probably all we have time for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. And if you do have the time to review and... What's the word? Rate? Yep, there we go. Review and rate the podcast on iTunes. It does help other people to find us, so that would be great. Yeah, that would be really nice, and if, especially if you rate us highly and say something nice as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't feel any pressure to, but it would be good. Also, yeah, maybe keep the one stars yourself. We're okay. Yeah, yeah thanks. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah. tune in next week, and you can follow us on our socials. I'm Millie underscore Cotton. And I'm... Sophie Milner underscore FS